Oh, we are. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilate of the FLG. And I'm Seth the Mad Doc. You're definitely still not recovering from the flu correspondent. How has everyone been doing? Oh, wow, dude. Wait, wait, wait to kick us off. If it looks like we, uh, if we look kind of like shit, it's because Seth is recovering from the flu and because I have been working nonstop, like literally five minutes before this uh, episode began, I was working on the layout layouts for something like elvo or really any one of our events is kind of just a a terrible game of tetris that that give you nightmares all night long but uh seth guys uh like i have I not I've seen original hobby. game boy tetris at your house <laughs> i do i do you have seen the game boy tetris at my house yes i have an original game boy right next to my uh, first edition nokia brick phone yeah old school technology which i love uh guys if you're listening to a podcast please remember we do record live every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time you get to be part of the chat and help determine the fate of 40k in the tabletop wargaming community because we really do listen to you guys and plus it's a ton of fun and usually this is when i show my hobby progress but i have been a lazy sack of poop uh and not by lazy i've been lazy in terms of the hobby side of things yep, no, kicker doesn't do anything at all all day every yeah, day nothing at all nothing at all nothing at all but no man i've got this batch of 30 guardsmen and i thought i could whip them out and now it's just it's taking time and i'm like you know i got too much work to do let's not do the hobby stuff right now i did get a game in and i had a a ton of fun it was it was fun i, I basically i guess guard would be the the leaf blower list you know i did a lot of damage round one and uh if if I, if I don't basically destroy them enough to, you know, it was actually against orcs, Seth. He had two mm-hmm. kill rigs, um, managed to kill one, uh, cripple the other, and I killed his battle wagon that had gas in it. And that was just turn one of shooting, like easy peasy, and, it, you know, kill a bunch of other stuff. But it just takes gas in your lines to tear up every single one of your tanks. And so at the end of the day, I lost the game with my guard, but that's okay. I had a lot how of fun. How dare you? Yeah, how dare I? Seth, have you been playing? I know you've been playing a lot of Dark Tide. Have you played any? Yeah, no. I, I guess since the last time I was on, I did go to Warzone Atlanta. Oh, cool. Um, but then after I got back from Warzone Atlanta, um, which I had a great time, I ended up getting the flu <laughs> last oh. week, which I'm... <laughs> It was recovering a, from, yeah, that was a, in case uh, in case folks didn't put that two and two together. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm still on the mend, uh, but I've been I've been resting on my Votan painting laurel. So I haven't really done much painting, but you know, I'm 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 stewing on what my next expansion to my league will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. have you seen the the I guess the mystery the rumor yeah the thing? the rumor engine picture? Yeah, I mean, come on, that's a Votan axe in the sheath. A hundred percent, that's a Votan axe, man. Yeah. So, I mean, jury's out. We know there's going to be more Votan releases, just like they did with sisters and yep. and, and whatnot. I'm thinking it's going to be something sooner rather than later, right? Because I don't know. I I don't think we're going to see much until maybe either they do um, some supplements, but. Yeah. Usually they don't try to release a ton of models and supplements. They usually just release new rules with them, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we shall see. What is getting released soon for sure is this new Ghoul King on Throne. Have, have you? Did you see that model they released? Yeah. It's, no, it's, I haven't. It's the Boxing Day. So in in America, we don't have Boxing Day. Uh, it is a, I believe it's a UK traditional hobby, uh, hobby traditional holiday. Ooh. After yeah, there we go. Look at that. I did see one. that actually. I don't. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't. I guess remember. Where? Yeah, so it's on the Warcom. It's the the Boxing Day model. So it's just a holiday released model. Uh, basically, like a, an evil zombie sitting on a on a throne. Well, and the a, Ghoul King, called. like the Ghouls, are are a faction in AOS. They're like a subcult of vampires. Yep. 
But mm-hmm. you could totally use that for 40K, man. Like that could definitely be, you know, some sort of evil, you know, chaos marine Nurgle army, some sort of thing. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I, uh, was it there's heralds of demons? Yes. That like could a herald of uh, yes. Nurgle? Yes, yes, yes. You know, wonderful kitbash potential there. Yeah. I think we need to discuss about the uh, the big angry elephant in the room. That would be Angron. Uh, no, I thought you were going to say Dickie. <laughs> well, yeah, Tech Free Sticky is probably very opinionative. Where, where is oh, Tech Free? God. Oh, there he stick to be like a squig spear. So I guess he yeah. can, you know, charge into you with a squig on that a stick. That is a highly effective weapon. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure that'd be great both in the fantasy and in the futuristic sci-fi world that is 40K. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, there's another guy th- like basically using a squig, you know, a slingshot to sling a squig. You know, at people anyway. Again, highly effective. Highly effective. So <laughs> I don't know. I like that GW can go from like the extreme angry, you know, <laughs> anger on to a bunch of guys. Yeah, I think, I think we him. broke the tech breeze. He's just yeah, laughing. I'm dying. I'm dying slowly because uh, it looks like uh, there was a warning on my screen. I guess uh, restream the servers came down uh, while we oh. were streaming, and uh, they came back up. So we're back. So people can clearly now hear me now. So no, that's and they right. can see your now they, they can, can see, see your screen. They can see all of us on restream. <laughs> <laughs> Inception, man. Inception. I am oh, so glad this happened to you God, tonight. Why? So oh, clearly yeah. this episode is a wash right now. So. It's tainted. Uh, it's tainted. So uh, this is. I don't know. Like I don't even know where magic. to go from here. Like, do you want to talk about Angron again? I could talk about Angron for okay. days. Let's talk about. Okay, do we got Loon Court? Have we covered Loon Court? Because we covered Loon Court. Yeah. Yes, they, yep. they, they, okay. you hear they me can now. hear us. Great, wonderful. They can hear us now. Okay. Yeah, so Tech Priest Dicky, okay. I'm going to bring you in. Yeah. Tech Priest Dicky, come in and Tech- we'll figure all this out in post uh, and make I'll, it all pretty I'll, professional. I'll edit all this. It'll be gorgeous on the All right. For so sure. for you live uh, audience members, thank you so much for putting it up with us. Yep. Tech Priest Dicky, tell us your thoughts on Angron and how many guardsmen he can murder. He could kill 39 guardsmen because he's so angry. <laughs> Just with this uh, anger, not his, even with his, his weapon. Pure <laughs> anger. Only almost the same anger level as mine with technology tonight. Uh, he's got this really cool ability called Wrath of. Uh, I don't think technology is the one to blame here. Okay, Seth. Don't be <laughs> low blow, man. Low blow. Uh, Wrathful Presence. Uh, I warned you, have, you I had the mic tonight. You have, you have three options in the command phase. In my opinion, the strongest one is going to be uh, Righteous Slaughter. Uh, being able to touch things and force it not to fall back. Clear. There's no roll. There's no leadership. There's no four plus. It's just can't fall back. That's a huge ability. And that's yeah. going to protect Angron uh, from getting shot. Uh, yeah. Which she doesn't like to get. Uh, so that's a huge, uh, huge thing. Also, you'll notice in here, uh, da, 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 da. it says that you can res, or they're alluding that you can res Angron uh, no, after death. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. I hate that. That is my least favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. It says, on the other hand, death is not assured. <laughs> Little teaser there. What's assured is my love for Angron. Uh, I'm really excited uh, about this model, and I'm really excited about these rules. I'm just excited to crump him with Gazgall and watch you cry. There's no way you're going to crump him. Okay, so we know that he's not character protected. No uh, way. No. There's no, no way he's character protected. No, he will not be and protected. It doesn't seem like he has wound caps, so it looks like Gaz could theoretically, you know, Put the hurt on him. Yeah, and, yeah, and think- all my tanks can blast you off the board as you approach me turn one. Just, just saying. Just and saying. and don't forget, as a longtime Botan player, I can introduce you to some judgment. 
You could, and then he will. I wonder. Here's an interesting interaction. If he dies and comes back, do the uh, tokens follow him? They do. They, they do. How do you? How do you? You're just saying that because <laughs> I'm judging him that hard. Do you hear me, Angron? Dwarf never forgets, man. Well, he killed him already, uh, so he forgot somehow, and then he comes back. Uh, that's that's fine. Anyway, uh, I'm super so we, excited. Yeah. We covered the goofy loon court. We covered the serious Angron. Now let's let's drop a little teaser of our own. I am pleased to say that there's a brand new FLG product at our warehouse as we speak. This is not terrain. It's not is, a mat. It's not it, a table. It's is our FLG totally... branded Trek ears? No, but it could be. I mean, it's not. It's not. Is it donkey ears? No. It's not ah, a bow tie. I would be all, it, you know, I would love to. Although we are working still on some really sweet glasses for LVO, which uh, Seth has seen, I think, and uh, and Rich might have seen. So yeah, there there are there might be some glasses, but no, this is not the product. This is a brand new product which we will be releasing. Like the tables, we're pretty sure it's going to sell out very quickly. Um, but yeah, stand by. I'm not allowed to give more information until we have all the, I guess, the marketing collateral and all that stuff ready to go. So look for that in the near future. This is something though that you will probably want to jump on quickly because like the tables, when they were gone, they were gone and it took us a long time to get them back in stock. Speaking hmm. of tables, we do have tables still available for pre-order at the LVO as well as Cherokee. Uh, okay, Seth, you do you want to You can just grab talk? a table and go pretty much. You can just grab a table just and go. Grab you know, we're, we're going to try and have some of our frontline gaming tables to play on, not just for the top tables at the LVO champs, but also like just random tables throughout the hall so that, you know, random people get the opportunity to play on, on one of these sweet, mm-hmm. sweet tables so uh That's that like, should be a fun little thing right nice. yeah uh seth i want to tell you that you know rocky mountain open tickets went live less than two weeks yeah. ago yeah less than two weeks ago <laughs> and we are over two-thirds sold out i mean and this is less than two weeks in so you definitely want to buy your ticket we also have tickets that are free the tickets are free for this like social hour thing we're doing after the event on saturday night mm-hmm. uh we're basically taking over this really sweet brewery where there's Ooh. pinball and arcade you know really good food we're getting a bunch of free food from from the brewery so the after party if you want to call it that is going to be epic in its own right the tickets Absolutely. though will need to be purchased uh for free once again on our website it's just a way for us to keep count because we're only allowing uh 100 out of the you know people 100 people going to it so gotcha, gotcha. yeah All yeah right. well make sure you sign up for that because that's yes like a good and seth what was one of your favorite events last year Cherokee. The answer, yeah, good, good answer, good answer, yeah, good answer. I was like, uh, is this a question. <laughs> uh, Cherokee is this February, and as as we've been talking about it, the event's been growing, growing, growing. I mean, we're like 150, 40k players, you know, and yep. we still have plenty of time. And Cherokee was interesting last year. A lot of tickets got bought that last month before. So if we're already that many people just for 40k, uh, I have a feeling Cherokee's been pretty dang big, which is great. Um, you do need to get your hotel rooms because those ones are selling out. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the nice new shiny event. As of this afternoon, we've added a song of fire of ice and fire to our circuit, not just for Cherokee, but Simon, uh, the the uh, company that makes this game, is like fully partnering with Frontline Gaming for the entire nice. year of 2023. Yeah, dude, this is huge. This is huge. Um, they're not just partnering with us like casually. Like it's it's a beautiful like friendship we formed with them. So um, basically, they saw how people love song we're just gonna call it song because it's way easier than saying a song yeah. of ice and fire people like sold you know sold, song is sold out at lvo and they're like wow people are really like wanting to go to events i'm like yes and guess who has a lot of events we do come come join us so we're going to be doing song events at, at most of our stuff across the country uh starting off with cherokee and and simon the company that makes this is like really going heavily like they are giving amazing prize support and for for 
both the winners and then just like random stuff for random attendees. The winner is going to get a full ticket to their uh, expo in later in the year, as well mm-hmm. as uh, to, to go visit the expo, as well as to play in their their finals, their nationals. Ooh. But the, the prize support is something I'm really excited about. They're they're going all out directly, like licensed Game of Thrones manufacturer provided stuff for us. So yeah. so that's going to be really really cool. Uh, Seth, I think we should uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the the big one, the LVO, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you take us right into the FLGN news and, and maybe talk about what you were doing on Monday, which was not yes, yes. Running, <laughs> which was not basically doing a show. <laughs> uh, we on Monday on Grim, uh, myself, the lovely tech priest who is definitely not sweating profusely in the background right now, trying to hold everything together with love and hope. Uh, uh, we joined the Grim Crew and we all played uh, Darktide together. Um, and there was some pointed feedback I think I received from chat, which was I was an ammo hog. Uh, <laughs> chat, I would like to remind you that in that game, there was an Ogren whose special ability is run forward and hit things with a club. And two preachers whose special ability was get critical hits with my club. And my character was a veteran whose special ability is shoot things better. So of the four of us, who needed the ammo? Me. Who ran around with no ammo and an empty shotgun for like half the game? Me. I'm just saying. First of all, shotguns in Darktide? Because I'm a big yeah. fan of shotguns. Like yeah, Halo, that would make a guard shotgun just around blasting. All right. And second of all, why the hell were you just a guardsman, whatever, when you should have been the ogre? Like, that's just the natural. Well, Danny was the ogre. Uh, well, that's you can, he, was, he should not be. Like, that should be you. That well, is, you know, it was he wanted to do that, and I was being nice to Danny. You know, I had occasion have to be nice to him. Chat, you know, I can't win with you guys. But um, chat, now that I've got your undivided attention, it's time for me to make you work for me. So uh, what? Where is this going? Don't worry, kicker. You're going to love it. You're going to be you're going to be all on board with this idea, kicker. So uh, for LVO, which we're going to be talking about here in a minute, my job there during that event is to be your sideline reporter. I'm going to be going out in the field, not just the 40K, but the whole event, getting you stories, the feedback to stream, to give you those juicy little fun nuggets in between the uh, exciting happenings on the tabletop. Now, what I need from chat... Do you, do you say, did you say fun nuggets? Fun nuggets, <laughs> yes. Just, just <laughs> go back, go back to work, tech priest. Sorry. The stream might Fun die. nuggets. That sounds like a like a snack you get at a gas station truck stop or something. Um, right? What I want from chat, because that first day I'm there, I, I've got a pretty good amount of leeway to go follow whatever stories you want to see. So if there's if there's an event you want to hear about, um, if there's some players in attendance that you want us to check up on. Over the next few weeks, I need you guys to give me that info so that I can get my little list together so that myself and my partner in crime, Dustin Henshaw, over on the Thursday show, we can bring you that information. Um, Kelsey's asking, you know, does this, you know, joking, does uh, Seth give benefits in retirement out of working for him? Kelsey, I already have your name on my list of stories that I'm going to follow because this is your first LVO. So we're going to be checking in on you and seeing how your event experience is going. Even if you're not playing, you're going to be doing something and we want to hear how it is. So... The rest of chat over the next few weeks, throw me some ideas. I've got a running list. Or if you're on the, if you see Dustin over at the Thursday show, throw him some ideas so that we can bring you the stories that you want to see at the LVO. Uh, I'm taking my privileged position to immediately request one. 
Oh, what's that? I want you to get. I want you to follow some of the international teams. I know there's a bunch of guys from Iceland. There's a bunch of guys from yeah. Spain. There's a bunch of Germans coming. I mean, like of course, a bunch of guys from the UK. I think there's a few Australians. Like I'd love for you to get their their take on you know American 40k and this experience because that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Sweet. So I sweet. could definitely I could definitely check in on some of the the international crews here with their first. <laughs> Back to work. So. So yeah, Team Shiny Heads is an appropriate name for you and Dustin. I will be getting you your official FLGN jerseys with Team Shiny Heads on the pack. I asked for official FLG Shrek ears and donkey ears, and you wouldn't make that happen, but no. Team Shiny Heads. Far more professional. Far Kelsey, more Kelsey, that's a judgment right there. That's what that is. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, guys, as, as we get close to LVO, we would love feedback for what coverage you do want. Yeah. There's, you know, a 200 plus person MCP event. Aegis Sigmar is at almost 400 people. Like there's a lot going on there. And the Exhibitor Hall, you, we've got a bunch of brand new products yeah. being released from manufacturers from around the, the world. So it'd be kind of cool to see what you guys want because we can have Seth literally run around and yeah, go and talk to the people. We, we have the tech set up. I should be able to go basically anywhere in the event. And see whatever you want to see. And like, yeah, we're like, obviously we're going to check in on all the other tournaments and check in on the the vendor hall. But if there's something specific that you are just burning to see, this is your chance to, to let us know and we can see if we can make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I am all for giving you a guided tour of Tech Pre Sticky's hotel room. <laughs> Um, Seth, maybe we should announce that this is the first part of multiple parts leading up to LVO, the road to LVO, where we'll be uh, focusing on on LVO and different segments of it. Right now, though, we're going to focus on more of, I guess, prep, what you can do, what you can expect for LVO as as an attendee. But later on throughout the the, this month and and going into early January, we'll be you know starting to talk about some of the people to watch at LVO, where uh, some of the positioning is in terms of you know who who could win it. So yeah, let's start off, Seth, right now with basically how to get ready for the LVO and those kind of insider pro tips for those that have never been. And this year is by far larger than ever, not just the 40K champs, but just every one of our events. We've added a lot of new events. There's a lot of people that, you know, have just never gone to an event like this or, or even been to Vegas. So let's give them some pro tips, Seth. You want, you want to maybe start off with like, hey, you're at the airport. How do you get to the venue? Yeah. So uh, when, when you're flying into Vegas, there is the basically the main international airport you fly into. Um, I actually had this pulled up just so I could have that information for you guys. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. It's the McCarran. yeah, the Harry Reid. I was like, yeah. it starts with an H. Harry Reid. So used to be flying, McCarran. Used to be yeah, McCarran. Most people are going to be flying in there. You've got a few options on how to get from the Harry Reid to the Rio, which is where the event's at. Um, there are some shuttles you can book in advance, and so if you have a large group of friends flying in, that might be a good option. Uh, there are a number of taxi companies, and they have. Um, kind of pre-estimated rates. So a taxi from the airport to the Rio is about $25 uh, on their website right now. So that's a, that's a pretty, all things considered, that's a fairly cheap taxi trip, particularly if you're going to split it with some friends. Um, you can split that up. Can, and can then, you, of course- your pro tip on the taxi thing? Because I used to work at Las Vegas. I used to go to Las Vegas all the time for work, like all the time. You need to, the pro tip is make sure, I mean, it's your prerogative, but if you want to get the cheaper- taxi right you just say i want to go directly to the hotel i don't want the scenic route because a lot yeah. of the cabbies will take you down the strip because it's like the the, the yeah. photogenic way but it not only takes you longer but also they charge you way more and that's the way that a lot of the tourists want to go which is totally fine and by all yeah. means go to but if you're in a rush because you want to get to early registration on thursday i uh, just tell them hey take me straight to the venue 
Um, and then the last thing that's, that's obviously everyone's aware of, but, uh, ride shares like Uber, um, or Lyft, um, you can book those, uh, with the app again, those are nice. If you're, if you maybe have a small group, you're willing to split with, um, if you got a larger group, probably go with a shuttle. Um, so, but you can leave straight from the airport, uh, pick up your stuff, grab it, get in the, whatever transport you got, uh, get to the Rio, um, then kicker. Once yes. they get to the Rio, it's pretty easy to check in to your room. They've got both staffed and self-service kiosks to check in, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. they usually do. Uh, and this year, they should have way more people working the front desk as well to help yep. speed people along. Um, we should tell people, hey, if, if you know, I mean, you probably already got your travel plans, but you want to check in, you know, Thursday. <laughs> don't don't try to check in Friday. That's, Friday's line is going to be a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly yeah. if you're if you're trying to get through the line because you're playing Friday morning in in one of the events, uh, you you're yeah. better off trying to get through Thursday evening. And, and I mean, we can we can have a whole nother topic about this and we've discussed it in the past, but definitely staying on site, regardless of helping frontline gaming or not, like staying on site is just it really alleviates a lot of the headaches that you would imagine, you know, just trying to get to the venue uh, this year. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss in a second, but there's a lot more amenities on site as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth, actually, I'm going to before we go into like the real meat and potatoes here. Um, a few days before the event, if you're a ticket holder, I've got your email and we are going to send you a, a very super specific email with all the information that, that, that not only stuff we're talking about tonight, but even far more detailed stuff so that, you know, when you, you, you know, a few days before you have a very you know specific game plan with how, what to do, mm-hmm. where to go and everything. So stand by for that. But tonight we're kind of trying to cover more broad things just to help you plan generally. Yeah. Um, I guess, Seth, everyone has to have, what is the one thing that everyone has to have to enter the LBO, Seth? Uh, close. Well, I was not expecting that answer, but that is, <laughs> that is an accurate answer. Although our, our dress code is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, I don't know, loose. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone needs a con badge kicker. Everyone needs a con badge and, and you really should buy them in advance trying to show up and buy one is going to not only delay us and delay the people yep. behind you in line, but it's just, it's just, it's just a mess. It's so Kicker, easy for us. Just, just, just ballpark. How many people do we expect to say, uh, expect to, to be at the convention as a whole? Oh, at the whole. So we're looking at between, we're looking at between 5,500 and I'd say 6,500. I think so. That's a so if, good- so if, so just let's make an easy number, 6,000 people. If 6,000 people all try to buy their con badge individually and make yeah. you guys ring them up, that is going to drastically slow down that line, yeah. getting people in and out. And, and I have looked at like, I mean, it's my job to look at the numbers all like all day, every day. And yeah. so it looks like people have bought their con badges because there's like a ton of con badges uh, and I have to place the order. So we don't, at, at, at LVO and at Frontline Gaming Events, we don't use... Um, a, a, a name badge with a lanyard like you do at like I guess a traditional convention uh, we found that that's actually detrimental to tabletop wargaming because you're like leaning over the table and your your lanyard hits and knocks models all over and whatnot so we use a wrist uh, a bracelet a wristband um, a really nice silicone you know one of those stereotypical wristband things um, I am actually placing all the orders for that tomorrow um, but you'll have a different wristband that's color coded to your type of con badge you have so mm-hmm. you'll come and you'll, you'll get that so Pre-order that. It's pretty easy. Just get it online and show up. Your, your name will be there. We'll give you that as well as whatever Save swag. Your time. Yeah. And then Save you can it. go have fun. Then you can go have fun. Uh, a lot of people know that when you go to a frontline gaming event, you could check in at registration and you get your challenge coin and stickers and some dice like that. At LVO, we have too many people and we're just trying to 
move people along. So we're going to give you your wristband so you can then enter the convention. But things like challenge coins and a lot of the different events have different, I guess, swag you get for participating, you know. Like we we're just talking about Simon uh, and uh, song, you know. If if you're playing in song, you'll get your you know song specific swag and the challenge coin at those events uh, gotcha. by the judges at some point during the tournament. Some tournaments, and I, I don't know, maybe this is a discussion we should have. Some tournaments are not giving the challenge coin until the end of Ooh. the tournament, so you actually have to participate in all complete six rounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. Uh, you, you know, make sure you have to, you know, finish that, finish, do that, finish, cross that finish line, I guess. But uh. Um, we should, I guess we need to talk about BCP and you. Um, <laughs> so you have to have, if you're playing the 40k champs, age of Sigmar champs, a lot of the other events, you really should have a BCP account by this yep. point. It's just makes life way easier. We can't force you to use BCP. Um, you can always go talk to the judges and then they can manually find what table you're at and whatever. Um, but assuming you're familiar with BCP right now, you'll notice guys that there is no event in BCP right now. You're not added to anything. Mm-hmm. About a week before list submission is due, so I don't have the due dates lined up, but we do this for Age of Sigmar, everything. A week before the list submission is due, we're going to email every single person that has a ticket. And if you've purchased multiple tickets, you'll get most likely multiple emails. And in each email will be a unique token. And that token allows you yep. to basically add yourself to BCP's event, or to the roster in BCP, and you can use whatever email account you want. So basically some people buy their online purchases with one email, but their BCP account happens to be another. So you'll be able to, I guess, upload your, your appropriate email to BCP. If you bought a ticket for someone else, so you have two tickets, make sure you share that token with that person that you bought the ticket for so that they're not calling me up saying, hey, my friend bought me a ticket and they won't verify me and stuff. So, so yeah. Or I mean, not and if you don't like your friend, I guess. Or, exactly. Exactly. I mean, LVO is totally sold out, guys. I mean, literally today I have had four or five different people asking me, begging me, trying to get tickets. I'm like, I can't, we can't add another single other table. So yeah, the, the, those uh, those tokens are going to be uh, hot commodities when they are released. Right. Um, Seth, have you ever had any issues? You know, I, I know people like to give BCP a hard time, but how was your experience with BCP uh, in 2022? 2022 was fine. Okay. Um, I mean, we all know 2020. Mm-hmm. That was BCP servers were ran by a hamster, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but uh, since then, I, I haven't had any issues. Actually, the only time I've actually since 2020 had a BCP issue was at Warzone this past uh, two weeks ago where oh, really? they had to manually put me into BCP. And for whatever reason, even though they entered my email correctly, it didn't connect to like my account oh, as weird. a player. So I couldn't do anything in the app. Um, oh. But, you know, otherwise, yeah, it's been fine. Been yeah. fine. No problems well, at any FLG events. I'll say yeah, that. Good, good. That's good. And and we do have the BCP guys yep. at the event to to be our backup. We literally have the programmers there. So so and our frontline gaming staff team, you know, comprised of some amazing human beings. They have got backups to our backups now. We we learned from 2020. So that's part of our standard operating procedure going yep. into any event is what do we do if you know things go bad? We uh, could run the tournament in the dark. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. By candlelight. <laughs> Couldn't stream though by candlelight. No, no, right, no right, stream. Right. We wouldn't have a stream. We probably if we if we had to do it because there's a loss of power, we'd still keep the tournament going. The, the stream might have to end though. Uh, Seth, we should talk about the early registration slash pregame party on Thursday night. You yep. were there last year, right? Yeah, it was a good time. 
Yeah. So there is a so at four p.m. on Thursday. So not a moment before the the we, we keep the hall totally closed off. You can't come and walk. Like a lot of people get to frontline gaming events and like want to go and check out and the hall and see how things are. We know we totally close off the convention space till four p.m. And then at four p.m. we open up the registration desk, which is at the very front of the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, once that registration desk is open, you can go in and get your con badge and enter the 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 LVO. The exhibitor hall will be open for some super special discounted pricing. You know product first reveals, demoing, all that stuff. The GW preview, which is going to be happening that night, um, is going to be happening, I think, 8.30, I want to say 8.30 or 9. Um, and, you know, that, that'll be a separate announcement we'll make. We'll show you how to get mm-hmm. access to that preview. Duncan Seminar, Duncan Rhodes will be doing a, a really cheap seminar. It's only $10 for the seminar on Thursday night. Nice. But it's more like get to hang out with him, learn about his story yeah. about painting Space Marines and stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff Thursday night. So not only do you get your badge and are you ready to go for Friday, which is really the biggest benefit, right? You don't want to have to yeah. try and do that. That way Friday, Friday morning you can roll in. Yeah. And roll in, go rock. right to your table. You're, you'll be good to go. Um, but like the party itself is nice. There'll be a big old bar and all that. And um, we're going to be having Kill Team, Warcry, Underworld demos with like some really sweet prizes as well, just for going and playing. So there's just going to be, oh, and the Vanguard Tactics Workshop. I always forget yep. the Vanguard Tactics Workshop is happening at the same time, which you need to have a ticket bought in advance. And I think we're down to like the ones or two, like one or two tickets left for that, for that workshop. But anyway, there's a lot happening. So Thursday night, it's highly recommended you get there. You get to go hang out with everyone, go get a drink at the bar, go you know shop a little bit, see the big GW yeah. preview, which I I think has got to be, if not the biggest, probably the second largest preview they do each year. Because like the, I know they do the big Warhammer yeah, it is a big preview, one. but it's it's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. So look for some massive announcements. Oh, and if you are a VIP, VIPs mean, you know, there's some, you know, if you're a high roller, for example, if you've got the high roller package, you are considered a VIP. Some of the people have gotten emails because they are VIPs. Uh, so basically, if you're a high roller, if you're a Vanguard Tactics Workshop attendee, or if you're Henry Cavill, you've gotten an email that will tell you that you're a VIP. That means you can access the VIP registration. So, Seth, you know how long the line days get Thursday. Yep. Like, it's it's bad. Like, just it go for it. Tell quite, it. quite the adventure. So having that, that special VIP registration to get yourself through the line quicker. Yeah, Beautiful. just cut that whole line. There'll be a nice big banner. So last year we didn't have as much signage as I wanted. Uh, in 2023, there will be quite a bit of signage to help direct people where the VIP line is, where the regular line is, and then and where is the there. Henry Cavill line? And where is the Henry? I, I, Cavill I, I Henry Cavill line starts with me. Everyone, just <laughs> uh, Seth, your experience with food in the hall. What did you think? It was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. last time we had like breakfast and I think some lunch options at the hall. Yeah. yeah. Um. Super convenient, um, just because I, I don't know about you guys, but I am not like much of a morning person. So I like to just get my stuff and sit down and relax. Um, so uh, and then depending on uh, how long your 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 pre lunch round went, um, you might you might be a bit scrambled for time. So uh, it's great having those convenient options and they're fairly cheap and Vegas can get kind of pricey yeah. for food. So having some cheap options is nice. Um, and I remember last time, Kicker, that uh, you were a little concerned after the first day with how how fast the staff was getting through, this, through the line. But the Rio was really responsive and getting you more help there to get people through that line quickly. So that worked out great, I think. And I had a call with uh, Rio's uh, upper management today, uh, and it is confirmed that we we learn. You know, every time you do a new venue, last time was our first time at the Rio. Friday the lines were a little longer, so we learned, and so we doubled the cashiers. And so we're going to start Friday right off on the the right step with lots yeah. of cashiers. The idea is to keep that line moving. Uh, the breakfast 
is legitimately really good. That got one yeah. of the highest marks for us. So breakfast in the hall will be, you know, breakfast sandwiches and, and burritos. I and think they've got coffee and, coffee and and drinks and that kind of stuff. Um, you're you're about to get to it, but I'm going to spoil. It. They're like, there's a Starbucks nearby, but that line can get yeah. long because there's like three people working at Starbucks and a couple thousand of us who want coffee. Yeah. I mean, the Starbucks is always an option if you are a Starbucks fanatic uh, that yep. is down yep. the hall, but I promise that you're going to be spending way more and waiting in line a lot longer there. Plus you can get like the full breakfast experience by getting your, 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 you know, wrap and whatever you wanted yep. from, from us in the hall. So then there will also be lunch. We'll have lunch. You'll have, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel this year. It's going to be the, the standards we always have, you know, hamburgers and chicken nuggets and, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, some I'm snacks. I'm a chicken tender fan myself. Yeah, right. You like the chicken tenders? You know, man, they actually were by far the the biggest selling thing. I looked at the. Uh, the, the I, I think chicken tenders is like a, a nice. It's from a from a, a experienced tournament goer here. <laughs> you don't want something that's not going to sit well on your stomach. You're going to be true. on your feet. You're going to be moving around. You see, so you want something that's not too heavy, but it also can't be too light because it's got you got to you're you're going to be around. So yeah, you it's need protein. Um, yeah, it's got a little fat in it. You know, a little fried, but it's not usually too upsetting to the stomach. So. I'm pro chicken tender. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're pro chicken tender. So there will be the food in the hall, uh, usually from 11, a lunch is usually 11 a.m. to 4, 3 p.m. Uh, okay. So you can definitely get time, get that, get there. We'll also have two bars in the hall. One will be definitely in the, the, the pavilion, which is the, the 40 K champs and age of Sigmar champs hall, which has got, you know, a couple thousand people there. That's the, that's the Just really big, thousand. yeah, well, that, that's the big hall. So there'll be a bar in there. There'll be another bar uh, right by the exhibitor hall and then the, uh, the food as well. But People have been asking, I believe Kelsey, as well as John over in the UK and a few others were asking, hey, what else is on site this yep. year at the Rio? And I wanted to get like the facts, right? I didn't want to have anything loose. So one of the, my uh, conversations today was what specifically is open and when are they when are they open? So here's just kind of the quick rundown. This once again will be in an email going out to all the ticket holders down the line. But basically, quick rundown. All American is basically you know you know mixed restaurant like diner kind of style. That's open seven a.m. to nine p.m. every single day. Starbucks is open six a.m. to two p.m. every single day. But like Seth has mentioned, the Starbucks line gets crazy. Um, sports Kitchen is kind of their their sports bar with food and whatever. That's open yeah, and, that, and yeah. I think if I remember correctly, the Sports Kitchen and the All American were open. Yeah, when we were there last time. Yeah, so those are those are the I think those are the same two that were open last time. Yeah. And the Sports Kitchen is open seven p.m. to six a.m. The idea is that you can stay out. Like we have some like games that play like till midnight, or whatever. Yeah. you can go always go to the Sports Kill Kitchen. Guilty, guilty. They Looking they had this little um, I guess uh, food hall area where there's a Vietnamese place, a Mexican place, and a, kind of another All American diner vibe. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot the name of it. And those are going to be open from five p.m. to eleven p.m the nice of our event. So that's 5 p.m., you know, basically dinner. You're not getting lunch there, but you're getting dinner there. And that's just kind of fast food, yeah. you know, Mexican, whatever. Uh, there's also going to be a voodoo, a voodoo Steakhouse, which is only open just Friday and Saturday night. And that's a place you want to make reservations. But if yeah, you- Yeah, I was going to say, most of those kind of restaurants, if yeah. you're interested in them, make your reservations. And don't like wait until you show up Thursday to make your reservation. No, no, like no. you may want to call ahead earlier that week. Yeah. Uh, like if you and your buddies want to go get a nice steak on Saturday, uh, on you know, 
Friday yeah. or whatever after after yeah. your first and I know a lot of guys like to do that. Yeah. So and then, like I said, that's open just Friday and Saturday night yep. for dinner. Uh, Smashburger, of course, is still going to be open. You know, all the normal hours, lunch to yep. night. Uh, there's a dim sum place that was open and it's open again this year as well. Korean barbecue place, Wetzel's Indian food. I, I forgot the name of the. I think it's like Indian Indian. I don't know Indian Pals. Uh, Dumo Cafe. Those are all places that are open from lunchtime through like, you know, 10 p.m. at night. So you do have way more options this year than you did last year. You also have multiple bars. That is the Royal Indian Bistro. Is that yeah? That's yeah. In, yeah. Indian bistro, right? So now, Kirk, you, and the one thing that's not on on your list that I I, I walked past basically like every day. Yeah. Um, Hash House a go go. Okay, there is a yeah. That's the that's the one in the next to the Vietnamese Mexican place. And I, I thought that I was the one. American. Is that not the one that's like on the hallway from the casino floor to? Yes. Okay. I, and I okay. Yeah. Across. I think across yeah. the street. Uh, so they used to have like a, a guy Ferrari thing mm-hmm. that was closed. Yeah. That was closed in 2022. I think that's the new Mexican place next to a yep. Vietnamese yep. place across from the All American Hash House Diner thing. Okay. Um, but the diner, like I said, is will not be open for breakfast. It'll be just from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. Uh, oh, and like I said, plenty of bars so that you can get yeah, drinks throughout the resort. You know, it's a, it is a casino. It's Vegas. It's going to make sure you can get drinks. <laughs> um, entertainment. We need to talk about entertainment. Penn & Teller will be open during yep. our, our event, so you can go get Penn & Teller, Teller tickets. Once again, get these in advance. They usually sell out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called Wow Theater. I have no idea what this, the hell this is. You can Google it. And then there's the Dumo Showroom. Another thing, no idea what that is. You got to Google it. And then the fourth uh, show that they're having on site is the comedy show at the Comedy Cellar, which has two two uh, two time slots: a seven thirty and a nine thirty. So okay, that's right. the on seven thirty might be pushing it, but nine thirty sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and I, I don't know time to go get some food after your games, then have a chuckle with your friends. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love About it. You, I mean, I'm I'm huge into stand up comedy. Like that is one of my favorite. Like yeah. kicker, actually, if you Google, do some YouTube, and you can probably find some kicker stand up set from his earlier days. No, no, I do I do not do stand up. No, no, hell no, man. No, no, no. But I I, I have attended many uh many a stand up show. Uh, Seth, what have you? Have you ever gone to stand up? Like, I feel like people don't go to stand up shows anymore. Like, whenever I like ask friends to go on a double date, they're like. What what is this stand up comedy stuff? Have you ever gone to a stand up comedy show? I mean, I've been to a few, but it was a while ago. Yeah, I don't know. I I I just I don't know. I, I love it. Um, so Seth, offsite stuff. Do you have yep. any recommendations? I don't get to go offsite. I literally am like chained to the Rio. I mean, it's it's Vegas. There's tons of stuff offsite. Now the Rio is, if I remember correctly, it's not directly on the Strip. Yeah, but there is basically a continuous line of taxis <laughs> out front of any casino, and you can just get in and say, "I want to go to this," and they just take you there. Um, yeah. So I remember, I think one night, I think it was a Sunday actually, um, myself and Danny and John from Mob Rules all were like, "We want to go check out the Caesars buffet." So you literally just walk out the front door. There's a taxi, you hop in, they take you over to Caesars. You hop out, and then when you're done with Caesars, you walk out and you hop back in, and they take you back to Rio. So yeah. it's really easy to get anywhere. You can walk from uh, the Rio to the Strip. It's across a little bridge over the highway. Um, so if you're you're saving some money or you're burning off maybe some of them chicken tenders, uh, that's an <laughs> option. Um, Tech Priest jumped in. What's going on, Tech Priest? Nothing. Nothing is going on with Tech Priest. You <laughs> can't hear him at all. Once again. He's just uh, popping in uh, to say hi. He he seems to have brought up some sort of information in the background. Um, he's trying to communicate with uh, flailing hand gestures, <laughs> uh, but I can't hear anything. So, uh, Seth, you, there are some things walking distance that are like right. really safe 
bets. Denny's. Right. This is a Denny's. Denny's is a good one. Denny's is also kind of one of those like open late night, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. 24 hours, dude. Not even That's, late night. Just forever. They're always open. They're never closed. I, I think I, could, I heard an exasperated uh, tech priest sigh in the background. Hello. <laughs> Hey, 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 he's back. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's burger burger place. It is amazing. Uh, it'll change your life. Get the milkshakes. They have like a million different milkshakes. And the burgers are unbelievable good. Are, so, are you taking me there, Tech Priest? Yes. Are you go? Everyone we're having go a, we're having to a date? Gordon Ramsay Burger Place. Yes. All right. We'll <laughs> have, have a date. FLGN party at the Gordon Ramsay. It was so good. Oh, I'm going back. It was so good. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, okay, that's your solid pro tip. Another pro tip, I, I got to say, is um, right outside of the Rio, like right down the street, is is Las Vegas' is Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, you probably want to take into, uh, uh, a taxi cab, probably, but I mean, me and my my German battle brother Daniel, um, we we would run past it in the morning. Like it's it's right there, and there's yep. a bunch of options of really good, you know, Korean barbecue and whatnot. If if that's your jam, uh, yeah. Seth, do you have any pro tips? Any other last little like pro tips? Well, you you, you, wanna- you put it here in your notes, but a lot of times, like you get to an event and you may have forgotten something. You know, yeah. maybe your toothpaste, maybe uh, deodorant. Some deodorant. <laughs> um, or, uh, you, you're, you're midway through an event and you're like, oh man, I, uh, I normally don't need, you know, roll aids, but all this, this food now I got some heartburn. <laughs> so there's, there's a, a Walgreens nearby, uh, which is always nice to have walking distance. Um, and also that's also a nice little way to get some, some snacks, some beverages yes. if you're up in your room or whatever. Um, I know kicker as a professional traveler does that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. I'm a freaking um, squirrel. Yeah, so uh, just having one of those nearby is nice. Um, if you need something else, um, you can always like uh, not so much Uber Eats, but there's like Postmate is one of those like services that'll go to like a grocery store or a Walgreens or wherever you need them to go, uh, and then bring it to you. You're gonna pay a markup for it, but you know if you need it and and you can't have it or you can't do without it, that's an easy way to do it. But um, it is nice to have one of those uh, type of stores, those Walgreens right nearby. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, I got uh, one. I got one. I got one. We got one. Shoot. All right. Yeah. Bring some comfortable shoes. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Tech Priest. Yeah. I had this thought earlier today, and I, I, I'll be honest, Chad. I didn't make great notes for tonight. All right. Are we talking about like Nikes here, or what are we it, talking about? Like, it we doesn't a brand matter. Place? Just it, something that something. won't kill you because yes. the hull is ginormous. Yeah. The scale. The scale does not easily convey. I mean, just for reference, Chad. Um, the, was it the Saturday of LVO, um, where I I played for like half a day and then I helped the stream team. I put in over 20 miles of walking that day. Yep. Um, and then the hotel is huge. So you're also walking a long distance to get back out to the main hotel or to the main casino floor and then go to your room. So, um, you're going to even, even if you're like standing and not doing a lot of walking during your game or you're sitting in a pain class, you're still going to do a lot of walking at an event like this. So make sure you've got some good shoes, bring some shoes, something comfy. Um, you know, maybe uh, book a, a nice massage no. uh, or <laughs> something. Not wear flip flops. That is the wrong I, answer. Oh, okay, <laughs> chat, chat. Let's take a minute together. My most comfy shoes I own are flip flops. Oh, oh, dude, God. really? Yeah i I am really, really thinking about should I just wear flip flops? Oh to no, that's so. Good. <laughs> 
That's a lot of walking, man. Like I like flip flops as much as the next guy, but like I'm like the the like in between my toes where the little like the band goes. You don't have ogre feet. (laughs) (laughs) I I I don't know, dude. I I I am a normally like large feet and like arms and hands and stuff. Anyway, I'm basically a monkey, but yeah. Um, Seth, I think that that doves and 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 Rich uh, Tech Priest Sticky. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that dovetails very nicely into the last pro tip, which is this haul is amazingly large as, as Seth and, and, and tech pre sticky we're talking about. It is, it is crazy. We have one of the largest convention spaces in, in Vegas outside of the convention center. It is massive and it's not one ballroom. A lot of people think, Oh, it's a ballroom. Like when you normally go to a normal, an, another 40 nope. K event or whatever, it's not one ballroom. We have three massive ballrooms. Each, the, the, the main one is like four times the size of anything you've probably ever played 40K in. But then the other ones are probably bigger than ones you would normally be in. Um, each one of the, I guess the two smaller, the ballrooms are all larger than ACO or LSO or anything. They're all massive on their own right. In addition to that, we then have a bunch of breakout rooms for smaller events or paint classes or the exhibitor hall. So there's there's it, it it's it's a little bit, it's not really a maze because it's not that confusing, but it's it's a lot to take in. So we do have a map that will be going out that will identify where every different game system is being played to make it very easy. That will be we'll have those maps around the LDO so you can kind of just look at this map. I'm playing, you know, I'm meeting my buddy. He's playing, I don't know, Lord of the Rings. Well, oh, Lord of the Rings is in this hall and there'll be signs and stuff. Yep. So look for that map. We'll be sending that map as a PDF as well. Attach the information email that will be going out to all ticket holders. But guys, it is big. It is a lot. It is exciting. Man. But as Seth was saying, as Tech Dickie was saying, it, prepare yourself, whether that's having good shoes, you know, uh, may, maybe getting a little bit of rest because it is a lot of walking. You're also going to be playing some of the most competitive 40K you'll ever play in your life. So, so, so come prepared. With all that being said, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> there's a reason people come year after year after year. LVO, for a lot of people, this is their thing. This is what they do with all their buds every year. And we hope yep. that if this is your first year, you have just as good of an experience and we see you again in 2024. Uh, Seth, do you want to jump into maybe a little bit of an over analysis of what's going on in the competitive world as we get closer to LVO? We are six weeks away. There's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, generally speaking, the the vibe is that there is uh, some pretty good balance across the 40k spectrum right now. Uh, a lot of different armies are are presenting themselves in those those uh, top uh, podium placements. Um, depending on the week, you might see individual win rates get uh, a little elevated, but as a whole, we're still seeing most of those armies being held to that. 45 to 55 bracket that we like to see so a really healthy meta um the the kind of the the big x factor uh that got answered earlier this week is uh will the new guard codex be at lvo um there's definitely some concern about the balance of the guard codex that i've heard from a lot of the competitive players what well, well, we um, should say if it's so the new codex will it's all about the deadlines right yep. if it's out by our deadline then yep. it will be used. It if it's after the deadline, we we can't because it's just not fair, right? Yep. So it's it's based on um it's based on GW's kind of game plan, which is you know uh, what everyone else is doing, which you know is when a codex is released for you know wide release on an individual basis, and they're able to you know really I guess analyze it before it goes out to the masses or whatever. Yep. Um, when it's out on an individual release basis, if it's out by our deadline, we can you know use it. The big question, honestly, is you know, we, we all know that there's going to have to be some FAQs or some things addressed mm-hmm. in that new codex. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this new book is released on an individual basis 
before our rules cut off, and at the same time, they drop an FAQ, like a day yeah. one FAQ. Did they do that, that with be, Votan? They actually FAQ'd Votan before its oh. full release. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully they, they do that because then that will make LVO way less uh, hectic. Yeah. <laughs> in terms that, of would be, that would be very much ideal if they were to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are, because there are definitely some concerns about that book um, as it stands. Uh, if you if you were to play the, the new guard codex with Armor of Contempt and without taking any negatives to yeah, their indirect fire, it is very strong. Yeah. So, um, Everyone is is kind of assuming that's going to go away, but it would be very nice to officially hear that. That would make well, it, I can I can tell you for a hundred percent that would like if if okay. So a lot of people are like, hey, like you guys are saying the new codex is not being going to be used. No, no, very important to remember, guys. It may be used if the if it's fully codex, released. If it's fully released before the rules yep. cut off. Now and the rules cut off, I believe is I think I looked at it recently. It was January fifteenth think so i don't want to misspeak so i think it's is the 15th it's in the player packet right. which you should be, i you literally know. have the player packet here Give open me up second. open it up open up i'm but scrolling i'm scrolling scroll, scroll fast scroll faster scroll fast. Scroll fast. Scroll fast. read faster quick i know it's a big it fast. doesn't help when you tell me to read faster <laughs> format deadline oh reading list submission uh materials yep uh no new books materials supplements will be allowed after January 15th. There so you go, if the book is available uh, before January 15th, use uh, good to go, good boys. Uh, yep. So just just be ready. Um, but lists are due January 16th. So, yep. you know, if you're planning on on um, maybe taking New Guard and you're really hoping that it gets released, you better have your list like sort of already made before yep. that. And if you're someone who's trying to shoot for those upper echelon finishes and you're trying to um, make sure that you have a plan for what if the new guard codex does get released and it looks like that you probably also better have that plan in yeah. place before the 15th because you'll have one day to figure it out and and obviously guys if if we catch wind of you know if, if it goes up for pre-order there's a two-week like yeah. as soon as we know and it should be obvious everything yeah. goes up for pre-order a week before it's street yeah. date so you should know it's coming yeah so you should have and and if there is no faq at the time of the release I don't want to speak for the judges because I just don't want to step on their toes. But I am pretty pretty sure that if nothing is addressed on on a formal front regarding, for example, the balanced data slate, whether it's in effect or not, I'm almost 100 percent sure we'll just have to adjust that for the LVO. Saying no, you can't have no the, the line of sight yeah. shooting thing will be addressed. Like the, yeah. it's, I mean, I've been playing guard for a month now or whatever. And I, it's I am way too I am much sure that those individuals are aware of the issues yeah. and have plans in place in the event that those questions come up. Yeah. Well, with that being said, Seth, have, have there been some guard, you know, people taking it to have people, people have been playing with guard in a competitive scene already, right? It, it has, but it's kind of been a little mixed bag because um, some events are ro- ruling. You get to use the data slate as it currently stands. So it, it's a, it's a little hard to tell sometimes what is and is not legal uh, yeah. and being run at certain events. So I'm not, I'm not following that too closely to, yet until we get kind of a, general consensus but mm. if we did want to talk about what's going on in the competitive community we could get into the itc rankings let's do it yeah so uh lovely uh bcp has updated their web interface so we have a new uh oh, it's gone we've <laughs> lost we've lost the tech priest it's back oh take okay all right so uh our new number one sliding back into that top spot uh number one vic vj uh from the fireside chat podcast uh 
coming on over for LVO. And uh, he's got a slim, a slim kicker, <laughs> five. Point one point lead on Jack Harpster. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and that's uh, Jackson at number two, number three, John Lennon, number four, David Gaylard, number five, Thomas Ogden, number six, Mike Porter. Um, and I did confirm with Mike the other week that he is unable to make it uh, this year. Um, so not to say don't care about Mike Porter, but I uh, he's going to miss out on that big bucket of points that it's is LVO. Good to me, Mike. Uh, <laughs> just, he, wants, he wants to come. Just, just yeah. People got like lives outside of 40K. Um, okay, really good. Okay, yeah. Um, but point is Mike's not gonna be able to get that big bucket of points. So, um, kind of puts him out of contention for the top spot. Uh, number seven, uh, Nassim, uh, Fuchinzi, I think is how you pronounce it. Fuchizi, something like that. You're doing um, better than uh, what? Uh, Fettuccini. Nassim Fettuccini. Fettuccini. I am hungry I got now. Got it. Um, I definitely am not friends with him and don't play him on, on, uh, some regular basis. Um, He's coming over. Uh, number eight, Manny Chima. Everyone knows him. Number 10, Colin McDade. And number 11, Ben Sherwin. So that is your top 10. Things are kind of settling out for the year. Not a whole lot of big events left up until the LVO. So uh, I think this is kind of going to be what our top 10 will look like going into it. Heading on over to the hobby track. Our number one this week is Matt Aaron. Number two, Andrew Gagno. Number three, Jacob Thayer. Number four, Lou Rollins. Number five, Aaron Kelman. Number 16, Pritchard. Number seven, Eric Mullins. Number eight, Derek Page. Number nine, Lee Steiger. Number 10, Kevin Grubbs. And I do, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show, I, I want some storylines to follow going into LVO. I do think I want to check in on all the hobby guys and see how they have to their, their adventures been- of getting all of their beautiful armies and display boards to the LVO to compete for that top <laughs> spot. How did that work out for the him? Journey to get it to LVO is a whole story yeah. on its own. You're right. You, I, mean, I mean, like I know Jacob's been updating. I'm sure he's been updating you on his progress. It's oh, just I've cool seen it. stuff. JT has been putting the hours in as well. And um, Kevin Grubbs, I heard out, you know, reached out to me earlier this week. Turns out, I think we have to adjust some of his points for LSO, which could give him a little bit more mm-hmm. moving up this this oh, rank. So that'll be really, really, really cool. Yeah, we, I think there was like a mistake way way back mm-hmm. then. And right. so this guy's the hobby track guys has got to be a whole segment at LVO. I, I yeah, I think do. I think we got to check in on these guys, which means I have to hunt down. I'm gonna have so many people to hunt down. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna have to steal Danny and make him work oh. with us too. Dude and dude and I, I I don't know like I've seen some people working on their um the display boards like absolutely yeah. gorgeous display boards they like, are like I mean the armies are one thing but it's the display boards the display that's boards are just so hard to travel with that's yeah a commitment but it's I commitment. think we need to find like a, a designated area in the forty key champs hall just for all the display boards to be lined up because like it's like a beauty pageant I want everyone to get to see these up close yeah we can hey man you're the one doing uh <laughs> hall Jenga hall oh, Tetris yeah. you figure it out <laughs> thanks um, all right. Over the AOS uh, competitive track, our number one this week is still the lovely Gavin Gregar. Number two, Anthony Trentinelli. Number three, Jeremy Vivesier. Number four, Matt Beasley. Number five, Thomas Guan. Number six, Ridge Hanna. Number seven, Juan Noah Singe. Uh, number eight, Zach Kennedy. Number nine, Emma Mangles. And number 10, Matt Rob- Robish. I almost said Robinson there. Sorry, Matt. Robish. Uh, and then hiding on over to the AOS hobby track, our number one is Jeremy Williams, dethroning the mighty number two, Robert Snyder. Uh, and coming in at number three is Nick Garcia, followed by Ricky Fisher at number four, Matt Beasley at number five, Martin Orlando at number six, Anthony Trentinelli at number seven, Gabriel Pacheco at number eight, Evan Markham at number nine, and Andrew Myers at number 10. And that is your ITC recap for the week. Kicker. Wow. Thank you. Well done, Seth. Final well done. thoughts for the evening. 
Guys, you know, we're getting we're six weeks out to the LVO. Seth and I will be trying to, you know, give coverage of the road to LVO throughout these road next six LVO. weeks. The road to LVO. Yeah, can we get can we get a really cool like sexy graphic? Oh, that show? don't trust me. The tech priest already has it. He's, he's working on it. He's he already on. has it. Uh, hopefully, over the next few weeks, you can start to follow some of these storylines, including the hobby track guy, Seth. Yep. So uh, yeah, really, really, really exciting stuff, guys. Um, you know. See yeah. y'all in six weeks, Seth. Uh, take, us, <laughs> take us out, man. Do you want to? Do you want to take us out? Or yeah, yeah I can try. Maybe right. you know, I might forget how to do it again. Flu and everything, man. You staying hydrated with your Mountain Dew? I'm trying. It's more like trying to keep my the fog from, from creeping in. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so um, much. Thank Seth. you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday night. <laughs>